You are listening to The Whole Half with Anna the Holy Banana. My goal is to keep it real by sharing it all and holding space for others to do the same. Hi, and welcome back to The Whole Half Podcast. My name is Anna, and I am your host. I have another fun episode where I'm having a conversation with a complete stranger. I love these episodes because I don't know the other person before we get started, and it's a really fun way to get to know someone. So I am bringing on Michaela Sprung. She is v.raw.soul on Instagram. I'll put her handle in the show notes below. But we connected through my mentors community, and she eats raw meat, and she loves the sunshine, and she uses tallow-based skincare, and she's just a super rad human that I felt drawn to have on the podcast for a little while watching her content on Instagram, and I finally reached out to her and asked her if she'd join. So she said yes, and this is our conversation where we get to know each other, and she brings a lot of cool topics to the table that honestly, like, I've never really thought about many of these things in areas of my life that I have always had as part of my life in exercise and nutrition um, in self-care. So I really love the conversation that we had and I hope you enjoy it too. I'll see you on the other side. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be um, here too. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we were able to find a time to chat and I always love episodes like this where I'm literally like this is the first conversation I've ever had with you I've followed you on social and like vice versa I feel like but we've never actually conversed so I love these conversations where we're like you can't get more real than this we are literal strangers having a conversation on the internet and I love that I think it's really yeah it's so cool (laughs) um well the reason I reached out to you about possibly doing a podcast episode is because I just love how like oh natural you are and that's something that I've really been working towards more over the past few years um like we just don't realize how much is in um the food and the products and everything that we're using and seeing you like something we definitely need to talk about is the fact that you eat like raw meat I think right yeah (laughs) that that one is is wild to me and like I want to talk about that um, but you also like have a line of like clean skincare and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? Very, yeah. very cool. But first I'd love if you like told me and everyone listening, like, how did you stumble upon this lifestyle? Have this, has this always been you or, or no, like, has this kind of like been a transition that you've worked into? Um, well, a little bit of both. So I grew up on a ranch, um, like kind of, I, yeah, like I grew up like no neighbors, like I'm kilometers away from any house. Um, and yeah, I, so I grew up definitely like in nature and like very immersed in that. Um, and health and wellness was like always of interest to me. Um, I grew up an athlete and 
been, well, actually, ever since I was, like, quite young, I had, like, really bad stomach issues, and, like, I would, I was always bloated, like, I always had stomach problems, um, I would get sick really often, but it wasn't anything that was, like, severe, like, I could still do the things I, like, could do, but I just always felt off, like, I felt sick, my energy was low, um, when I was a teenager, like I would literally drink like five cups of coffee a day to like get through it and was like, um, on a cocktail of like pharmaceuticals, including like ADHD medication, um, which was like the only thing that would like get me through the day, um, especially like energy wise. And then, um, I tried like everything and that's when I kind of shifted into like more plant-based eating. And I was like, I thought that would help me like feel better and it worked for like a little bit, but then it was like really bad after a little bit as well. Um, but pretty much I found out I was celiac, um, which was like a big cause of my issues and then completely cut out gluten and grains. Um, yeah. And then, um, kind of shifted. Well, I was always into like toxin free products, like pretty much since I can remember, like even when I was like 14, I was like into essential oils and trying to like, you know, get all the natural stuff. Um, and yeah, I just became like really aware at a young age, like how, like there's pretty much no regulations, um, when it comes to what you can sell, um, product wise and same with the food industry. Like there's just so many toxins and everything. Um, and they wait until there's like years and years of like studies and research to determine if an ingredient is like, um, you know, toxic to our body or like causes cancer. And I'm like, I'd rather not wait <laughs> 20 years to find out. Um, Seriously. For sure causes cancer. It's like, how about I just don't use that? Like, it's not really benefiting me, you know? Um, so yeah. Then um, it was about three years ago when I transferred back to like eating meat again and then went like kind of full into like the more like ancestral health um kind of style I don't really have like a label for my diet mm -hmm. I don't really believe in dieting or like following specific things it's really about listening to your body yeah. um yeah and there's like so many other things <laughs> missing out on but I went back to school for like holistic um nutrition and herbalism um as well as working with um lots of different mushrooms and yeah just like a ton of other things as well so I've been in the holistic realm for quite some time that's really cool and how old are you Michaela I'm 24 you're 24 oh my gosh <laughs> and you are like you have things like you you just radiate like knowing who you are and I think that's such oh. And <laughs> I don't feel like that at all. <laughs> no I and not to put that pressure on you it just I think that can reaffirm you in like the way that you're showing up you know your energy seems very aligned and not that anyone ever has it all figured out but I think that's a beautiful thing to say that you're already like really stepping into that individual power that you have at age 24 that's amazing. I was definitely the type of person like growing up, I had an affinity for health and wellness, but it was, it felt like it made me weird or something. So I I never really like expressed it a lot um, when I was younger, but 
I, I can resonate with that where like you just you just know in a sense and you come around to it and you have this knowing and why wait like you said like why wait 20 years to figure it out and like figure out that this doesn't work for us and why not just try it out I love that um totally so I'm I'm actually interested so you had celiac my brother was diagnosed with celiac when he was gosh it was like his seventh or eighth birthday I think and my mom actually a lot of us ate gluten-free for a little while um because of that but I mean mm-hmm. gluten <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's great for anyone's gut um, with the way that it's processed, but it's interesting mm-hmm. that that was like kind of like the gateway into figuring out what was going on with you. Um, tell me though, I saw a reel on your page recently on, oh, I forget, you were like doing pull-ups or something and it was the vibe of like, instead of like getting small, I just want to get strong or something. Do you remember yeah. that? You know, that you just yeah. Yeah. The other, I I loved that and this is like an energy that I've definitely been bringing to my life since I moved home in 2021 um, of getting strong and that's not something that I think that I mean as a as a girl growing up in sport like there was almost this unsaid like how small can you be in this totally. realm and I never really embraced like how strong I could actually be and starting to lift weights that summer. Like I'm at the strongest I've ever been. And I loved seeing that for you too. Do you like, tell me, what does that look like for you? What do you do now to like in- embrace this strong that you found? Um, This is actually funny. So I don't post a lot about this anymore. Um, I originally was posting way more on this. I'm also a personal trainer. Um okay. And I have been weight training, actually not for, well, I don't know, I guess like five, four, five years, like on and off. Um, I kind of will like go hard for a while, but then like sometimes when I'm traveling, I'm like way more consistent now than I've ever been. But um, I do like pretty intensive strength training, like a few times a week. Like I'm like a hardcore <laughs> gym girly. I love that. Um, I just didn't. At first, I was going, like, really hardcore into, like, the fitness content, but I realized it was just, like, super saturated, and there was, like, a much deeper need for, like, health content, um, and I was like, okay, I can do health content and, like, sprinkle in, um, you know, like, the fitness training for, like, these things, because I also really didn't resonate. That was, like, a huge issue. Um, I kind of, I forgot about that part. Like, I... Um, I worked at like supplement stores and like, and you know, like other health food stores, but I was just like, okay, this is like, all of these products are like so toxic. And like, these people are like the health influencers on the internet. Like the people who have like the biggest following, um, in kind of the health industry, not, I don't know if you even call it that. Um, but they're, they're fitness influencers, but they're like promoting health. Like they're sharing things about diet and it's like, so not just wrong but like really harmful especially to women's hormones and like their bodies and they're like then selling you know green supplements that are like just absolutely horrible for your body um and like you see that so much and I was like I don't want to be associated with these people (laughs) and I was like all right you absolutely have to go the route that you're aligned with I I totally believe that and I'm I love that again, from such a young age, like this didn't happen yesterday. Like you were so young when you made that realization and it takes some people a really long time 
to realize like, oh, I've only, I can only, I should only be endorsing the things that I actually support and align with me. Mm-hmm. It's a lesson that I think every influencer needs to learn in a way. Yeah. That's really cool. So you hardcore strength train every week. Like what does that, <laughs> what does that look like? What's hardcore strength training? Um, I, I do like, I actually just started this um also like not advice for people because it's like I just I'm I'm totally like a guinea pig for myself um I do high intensity like low volume training now so I only um will do like maybe three four exercises at the gym and I do one set of each exercise um like with a warm-up so um like for instance like a leg day would be like um, like a glute focus leg day, I'd start off with hip thrusts. And I do, because it's my first exercise, I do like a bunch of warm up sets. But like my warm up sets are very low exertion. Like I'm only doing like a couple reps, um, literally just to get my muscle prepped. And then I do one set of 10 reps and then I'm done. And then I move straight into the next exercise. But because I'm already warmed up, I don't even do a warm up and I go. Like maybe I'll do a warm up if it's like deadlifts, but I just go into like as heavy as I possibly can go safely, like with good form yeah. for like one set. And then I do that for like maybe four different exercises and that's it. Um, and it's like, a, it's How's an it interesting training approach. Sorry, what'd you say? How's it working for you? Um, it's so, it's crazy. I've never gained so much muscle and strength in my life. I thought it was complete BS at first. I've heard like so many people were talking about it and I was like, all right, this is just like another fad. I'm, I'm going to try it though. And I've like never gone back. Um, but it's really interesting because it's like pushing past failure. Like it's every single set. Um, and the idea behind it is that like when we're doing more than one set, um, if we have, we were not actually pushing to a failure. So like the time where you're like actually are like ripping your muscle, um, like the the reps at like the end of your set matter way more than the reps at the beginning because like that's when your muscles actually getting ripped like that's how you gain muscle and grow muscle so that you want to push like past failure if muscle growth is like your goal um and strength and then I also do functional training um like a lot of stuff with functional patterns and like primal movement and I sprinkle that in there um that's like separate from it though like I'm not training like that when it's the functional stuff but yeah. Interesting. I've never heard this. I'm, I'm a personal trainer as well. And I've been an athlete my whole life. We tried. I, so I cross country skied growing up. Um, and I raced and I raced for 11 years from age eight. Whoa, cool. And strength training was always something that like my coaches would have on the training plan. But frankly, this was when I was going through like the blunt of my eating disorder where like I was never eating mm. and I was always overtraining and I never had enough energy to give to what I was doing. So the strength training, they would like, we'd get back from a roller ski or like some type of training session on a Saturday afternoon. And they'd be like, all right, like gym lifting session this afternoon. And I was like, yeah, right. That's ridiculous. Like, see, that's like um, dangerous for the body. <laughs> yeah. And now I realize that like my body was tapping out for a reason because mm-hmm. I didn't what I needed to be able to do all of the things that I was like asking it to do but I so that's why like strength training it was kind of a thing but it was never like a stressed thing where like I usually opted out of it because I was just so tired and I had no energy so um coming into strength training 
like I I kind of in a sense like had to relearn it learn it for the first time in general like what is this what am I supposed to be doing it was hard for me Mm -hmm. to transition from exercising for like four hours at a time to lifting for maybe an hour and it being sufficient like that was a real and not necessarily like panting and sweating through it because you're not this is something I have to tell my clients all the time like the heavy lifting days you might not be even like visually sweating or I never (laughs) like feeling like you have a high heartbeat but that's it's weird that we're like our society has gotten hooked on that stress of exercise where like if you don't sweat or your heart rate isn't up or like you're not dying on the floor at the end mm-hmm. of it. It doesn't feel like it was valid, which is just like so worth totally. <laughs> And like you see people, it's like, um, you can see this like with people who only do like super high intensity workouts, like hit workouts and like running and like do all these fitness classes. Like they don't like no offense. Like I'm, I mean this in like the most loving way, but it's like, they don't look that good. And they don't or, like when I say that, like they don't look the way they want to look there and they're always like caught up in this like I need to lose like this extra fat I need to and I'm like no it's like because their body's in such a high cortisol state um especially like women it's like you see this with women going to all these like intense classes it's like that is it's first of all like barely gaining muscle at all they're doing that yes Um, not that like movements like I'm like any movement's good like I'm always like a big advocate for movement but it's like a lot of people are wasting their precious energy and time um, on like movement that's not actually benefiting them where it's like, you know, like now I've changed my perspective in the gym so much. And it's like the way that I train now, it, it's not like you can do that if you've never weight trained before. Like it's definitely more advanced because it's like really it's more nervous system training than like muscle training because it's like a lot to do with like prepping your body into like believing that it can lift that much um like as you know like when people get like crazy adrenaline rushes or something they can like lift up cars like we have way more strength than we know but it just takes time um to like build our nervous system to do that it's the same with flexibility like we're actually way more flexible um I'm sure you know this like being in yoga like it's a lot more about prepping the nervous system so but now that I train like that I'll never go back but also my body knows it's pushing to failure so when I'm done a set and like I push to failure I can't do another set yeah and the idea that you push to failure if you can do another set you didn't push to failure that's true because the body is literally it's making you it's tricking you into think you push to failure because it knows you have another set so it's not actually pushing to failure, but if you actually push to failure, like you can't do another set. And like, once you hit that, doing another set is pointless. So it's like so nice now because I go to the gym for like 20 minutes <laughs> and then I just like, I'll, I'll do it lots of other stuff. But um, yeah, it's like, it's been crazy how much strength I've gained, especially my upper body because I've had a lot of trouble gaining strength in my upper body. Um, so That's yeah. So, I'm glad that you found something that worked. And honestly, that's, it's funny that you say that because when I like I have always been a hit girl hit running like cardio like that's that was me and discovering strength and trying to fit it in I actually so I'm getting married in August and oh my god <laughs> I just have this goal of like I want to be at my strongest when I get married 
Like I just, I really do. And I, um, I've been working with, and it's funny because I'm a coach, but sometimes I really believe in allowing other people to help you, even though it's your area of expertise. <laughs> I really Absolutely. do believe that. And so one of my friends is a really experienced um, fitness coach, and he is just kind of like giving me a little bit of guidance on how to go about like losing a little body fat, but maintaining my muscle. And he's having me lift four times a week, which for me, that's actually a lot. Um, I used to do hit three to four times a week, mm. and like shifting this is is hard. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good hit class. Actually, every Thursday morning, me and a friend of mine, we meet at the gym and we do this like this. Uh, it's called Berries. It's a class that she used to take in Boston that she absolutely loved. And when she moved here, she's like, I really wish there was something like this here. I was like, well, I'll do it with you. So it's like we're running on the treadmill, but then we're doing strength. Um, it's like back and forth between the two. And I really mm -hmm. do love running. Um, and I think if it works for you, I think like we, like, like you said that you don't like labeling your, like the way that you feed your body, um, yeah. about finding what works best for you. I really think that there's a side of that for exercise too. Like some people, I, oh, I, do, yeah. I think there's a balance between cardio and strength for sure. Like everyone should be doing strength in some aspect. Um, but I absolutely like for your cardio, if you hate running, don't run, do spin or whatever, but I absolutely love running. So finding ways to incorporate it is really fun, but, um, learning the, or getting myself to lift four days a week has actually been like, I feel really good. Honestly, I'm sore, mm -hmm. which I like being sore, but it's been challenging to like, feel the same the same satisfaction at the gym as I normally do with my hit because the hit is, I don't know, there's like this different type of hit you get from hit, you know, like because you're spiking your cortisol so much. It feels yes. good. <laughs> like yeah. It's literally what it is. It, it's um, wild. It's yeah. But I haven't yeah. been doing it as much and I'm curious to see like how my cycle works out and everything. Cause I mean, I'm not perfect here. I am like, I'm working, I'm working stuff out on my own too, you know, mm -hmm. leading by example <laughs> and failing at it sometimes, but yeah, I've been getting in and, and strength training more and I am excited to like, see how that goes throughout, like until August. I mean, I've never lifted four days a week in my life ever. So I'm curious to see how that goes with gaining strength and yeah, and, and trying this new way about fitness. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. But um, okay, so when it comes to fueling after exercise, mm -hmm. tell me because this is something I I have I have to say you are so unique. Like I've never seen anyone nourish themselves the way that you do, and I love that because it just like it just screams like I'm doing my thing, and I absolutely love that. So tell me, like, what? How do you nourish yourself? especially after you train. So funny. Cause like for me, um, I guess like my community, um, is like, they all eat like I do. So I'm like, Oh, this is normal. Like, this I is great. That. And, like, and other people are like, Holy crap. Like, what are you, <laughs> what the heck are you eating? Um, so yeah, there's like, I mean, right after training, I actually recommend people wait like a little bit before eating. Um, and before working out too, like at least an hour or two before, um, 
because when your body's in like a state of like high kind of high stress um you don't want to eat right away you want to lower your stress before you eat like eating on the go um which I'm like guilty of I'm like I'm not perfect I don't sit down and have like a perfect little lunch every day but I wish um, I wish I could say that I do that perfectly every day but oh yeah I me too (laughs) but trying to get better with that um but you definitely want to like wait a little bit after you're like elevated. You want like a good, like, I don't know, like at least half an hour, probably longer. I've heard so many different things. Um, just allow your nervous system to like relax a bit um, before like eating a bunch right after just more to like allow your digestive system to like relax. Um, but when it comes to like fuel, like what to eat and everything, it's like, this is a big one where it's like, everyone has different needs. Everyone has different things um and nobody should be following the exact same diet and I think that's like one of the biggest issues we see um I mean I'll talk about this for like hours but like the first thing that comes to my mind is like all this new fad stuff with like blue zones it's a horrible thing like I don't know if you've seen that at all don't think I've seen tell me more about this what is so, I have- there's like this thing with like blue zones that like the blue zones in the world are like where people like live the longest okay um and they're like oh like how do you eat like a person who eats in a blue zone like all these things and I'm like okay if you lived in that blue zone and you were like in that community and like sure go go ahead and eat like that but for someone in Canada to eat like someone in like an island and near Italy is it's just not the same um it's not the same thing at no, all. That's wild. This makes no. me immediately think like, wow, we are disconnected with ourselves because like the fact that we're so desperate to find what's worked for, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm kind of hypocritical in saying this. I'll call myself out. Like we're so desperate to find what's worked for someone else and desperate for it to work for us. Like, I guess there yeah. are people that are going to be similar to us and that's why I do the work that I do to help people, but it will never look the same twice. Like it will always be slightly different in the expression or practice of nutrition or exercise or anything will always be a little bit different and to copy paste like that. Yeah. That I can see why you think that that is a bad idea because it seems like a bit. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like the same, um, like with, veganism or like paleo or keto or carnivore it's like um these things can be great for some people but not everyone so a big I actually completely changed the way I eat when I'm living in Mexico compared to when I'm living in Canada okay I go back and forth quite often um in Canada I'm not eating tropical fruits I'm not eating a bunch of like out of season like you know things that are imported um like from so far I do away um it's like I eat like local and in season pretty much as best as I can and in the winter here that means a lot of meat yeah. and a lot of vegetables I'm not really eating fruit like yeah I'll eat apples um sometimes but yeah that's like a big thing um what else I, like there's so much to dive into with this um but I have to say yeah, I, like, I absolutely love the drinks that you post Oh yeah, that's like, like I'm, they look really so, <laughs> they look so cozy and so delicious. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite one that you? Yesterday you posted one, or the other day that it was like, oh my gosh, it just looked like something that you would buy at like this 
cute little like botanical health cafe and I was um, like I wish that I could order this right now <laughs> I it's like so I make a cacao every single morning I've been drinking that for years okay. um cacao is so good for you it's so rich in like magnesium and like so many other minerals um and it's really important to get like a high quality cacao from like a good source um, or else it can be like contaminated with heavy metals. Unfortunately, you have to be really careful with that. But um, every single morning I've been drinking this like for years. I It's raw cacao, um, raw milk, honey, raw honey, of course. Um, and I put raw egg yolks in there as well. Okay. And butter um it's kind of like a bulletproof coffee with like all these extra things um I add coffee in it and then just some like other herbs and stuff in there as well that yeah that's what the the egg yolk so wait I've made the raw milk uh ice cream with yolks is it like does it make it like creamy like it does with the ice yeah it's yeah. just like super creamy. You can't taste it. I don't like it with the egg white. It kind of makes it weird in my opinion. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Oh my gosh. That sounds cool. I should try to make that. I love it's kind of... now this is gonna sound a little goofy. Cacao is just like cocoa, right? No. So cocoa is when it's been like heated up and cooked. Raw cacao is like unheated. So it has like way more nutritional properties. Okay. Um, so much better for you, like especially for women, like leading up to your menstrual cycle. It's like amazing to incorporate, but I incorporate it all the time. Yeah. I did not know that there was a difference. Look at me learning. Yeah, big difference. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't realize that. I thought it was just like a, like some people say tomato, some people say tomato. Like I thought it was just- No, no, no. Cocoa and cacao are very different. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I get that. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I have the, there was this cafe that was down the street here locally called, um, what was it called? Bliss and vinegar. Um, and they used to make really like earthy drinks like that. And I miss them a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a new cafe in their place, which I love the new cafe, but they were, they would make drinks like that. They were like out there and not your typical, like cafe drinks it was really fun to go there it was very like earthy and a a good vibe a good vibe um so you go back and forth between Canada and Mexico yeah okay are your is your family like kind of split between the two places or do you have friends no it's just me yeah um I lived down there for like a year and a half straight and I just go back and forth (laughs) that's awesome um what brought you down to Mexico originally um COVID yeah yeah I'm not gonna be in Canada anymore um it was like a disaster up here so I I understand that I was like (laughs) I'm not getting vaccinated and um this might be my last chance to travel so like before they put in the mandates I hopped on a plane and yeah (laughs) wow that takes a lot of courage I also did not get vaccinated so kudos to you I, I love that for you but not not giving in to that pressure um mm-hmm. that what was that like in Mexico was it way different um, there? yeah it it was but like it's fairly um 
like where I lived, like people was like, that's so crazy. And it's like, not that crazy. Like there's so many expats that live there and it's like, um, pretty convenient living. Like it's really okay. not, I didn't live in like the middle of nowhere. Um, like there was a lot of, like I live in like quite a touristy location. So pretty much everyone spoke English and it's not really like, it's really fun, but it's not like this crazy thing. Like I've traveled quite a bit. Um, I traveled like all throughout Asia and everything. Like it wasn't like that. <laughs> like it's fairly um, friendly down there. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I've never been to Mexico, um, but that's really cool that you just decided to up and go. Did you, are you, so is your family still in Canada? Is that why you still come back to Canada? Yeah. Um, no, I love my family. I live with my family. Um, okay. cause we have like a ranch up here. Um, so yeah, I go back and forth all the time. It's like, I've, I can't, I can't choose one <laughs> at all. So and yeah, that's, that's fun to have a special place that you can go to for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so do you, I know like we met through Kaylor's community, but like what, do you do like you do your skincare line right mm-hmm. and is that like is that really like where you spend your time um what do I do I spend my time um like I do a lot of different things um so yeah I've been doing like holistic coaching for okay. a while um I also do um, like a big thing what I was doing in Mexico and like do up here I like facilitate ceremonies as well with like various um plant medicines um don't really talk about that like a ton um like for certain reasons but um that is kind of like my main gig and then I just started the skincare line for fun um and then that turned into something a lot bigger so um yeah that's been going like really well and then in my spare time um I'm still doing lots of different courses um and stuff like with nutrition and like natural medicine, I'm like always have that kind of stuff on the go. Um, and then I also am a musician and I write music. So yeah. <laughs> well, you have a lot going on. Um, yeah. Tell me about this skincare. Cause I, I really actually, I saw that you posted in the community Facebook page the other day and I was like, Oh my God, I need to go check this stuff out. Um, yeah. but tell me, a little bit about that do you source the ingredients from your family's ranch or like how did you decide to do that um not for my family's ranch but a local ranch nearby everything it's all tallow based all of it is grass fed grass finished um I hand make literally everything in my kitchen I've done everything start to finish um and it kind of started as like a fun project because I started making it and my friends were like, you should sell it. And I was like, okay, cool. And then um, I've been selling it. So now it's in like a bunch of different stores and um, yeah, I like just expanded to the U S online. Um, Yeah. That's so cool. What's your favorite product that you make? I mean, you probably love them all, but like if you were to recommend someone to try one, like what would be that one? Yeah. Um, I think the frankincense face cream is like the most popular and my favorite. That one is like, I think people get like the most results from that one. Like that's, that was kind of like my, my all time favorite. So yeah, I am going to go order it. (laughs) I've, I've been meaning to order it. Um, my fiance actually made me 
he has sensitive skin and I've been dealing with like a lot of um, residual acne just from stress and detox and all of that stuff over the past few months, even years. <laughs> um, but he made me this homemade tallow butter that I, oh, cool. and I absolutely love. I don't know how he told me how he made it, but I don't remember the exact specifics. Um, but it's also tallow based. And I just love that kind of skincare that is straight from the earth to you. Like there's no chemicals or labs involved. Really, really cool vibe. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it works like really well. It's super, super cool. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, lastly, I, I know that our time, I have a client, so I can't stay on too, too long, even though I feel like we could probably talk forever about all this stuff. <laughs> um, but I would love to know what was it like the first time you ate raw meat? Because I actually, <laughs> like this is, this intrigues me. Oh, so always, funny. He will always order steaks rare when we go out mm -hmm. to a restaurant. And the first time he did that, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, isn't that dangerous? Like, I'm all for it. Oh I love red meat. And even burgers, yeah. like, I'll order, like, medium. But the last yeah. time I went out and we got a steak, it was, like, it was pretty uncooked in the middle. And I was like, this, this isn't cooked. And it was a little bit hard for me to chew and swallow because of the texture. So tell me, what was it like the first time you ate it raw? Um. Well... I mean, like people eat raw meat all the time. It's just like when it's not, um, when it's not like in a restaurant, people get really weirded out, but like essentially like, I don't know, like my grandpa grew up like eating raw meat and like beef carpaccio is like super common. Like steak tartare is super common. Um, and like, it's not like they're getting like this specialty meat that like it's like well they're not using it as like grocery store meat like I definitely get like really high quality meat um and it's like people eat sushi sushi is like far more of a risk for parasites than beef is um I and like it's like I still eat it um you just when you put like lemon juice on it and stuff like it can kind of help cure it or like kill the parasites but really um it's like it's not that gross like you think it's gross but it just kind of tastes like eating cold steak okay. um I eat raw liver because I think cooked liver is like disgusting I have, done um, raw liver. I have done that it's not too bad yeah and it's like you know I don't know there's like a whole this is where I'm like I'm just experimenting and I always tell people I'm like don't listen to me like this is just what I'm doing <laughs> it's like well no I'm just for me. I'm um, intrigued yeah. by it because I've never I've never seen anyone eat I, I like yes I know that there's things out there like steak tartare and like that kind of stuff yeah. that there raw, but I've just I've never seen it so I was like this is so intriguing um and I'm interested that it works for you I love that it works for you um that's really cool and again I really like your vibe of like I'm just doing my thing over here and yeah um but I definitely like feel good on it like for me it's easier to digest um I still eat cooked meat like I'm not totally raw meat but um I yeah I just I like it I enjoy it but I also um it's like yeah it's a parasite risk but like so is eating vegetables you know like people kind of forget that sometimes like they think that um like that's the only time where you can get parasites like you can get parasites from walking outside you can get parasites from like anything 
it's just like a part of our environment sleep in your bed yeah 100 percent. it's like if you have a dog you have parasites so it's like you just need to you know like work with like your gut and like doing regular parasite cleanses um maybe like maybe not i'm i'm also not sure about parasite cleanses anymore um there's like lots of different opinions around it but yeah um i i really like it but it's also it's funny how weird people think it is because like in europe it's like very common and like beef carpaccio is like you can get it at a lot of restaurants or like raw seafood so it's just like when you eat it outside of that people are like holy crap what are you doing but um yeah it's not like that crazy you do it for the nutrition value like what's your reasoning behind not cooking them um i've done like a lot of research that it yeah it's like better digested um apparently but also there's some there's some advice that says the complete opposite um really I was just trying it because I had started going reading into like um the benefits of eating raw meat compared to cooked meat um like nutrition wise some people say there's like literally no difference some people say it's better because it's like the live bacteria and it's like kind of the same idea of like drinking raw milk compared to pasteurized milk, like pasteurizing it kills off all the good things. Mm -hmm. Um, and we know that about milk and it kills off the digestive enzymes. It kills off like all the bioavailable, um, like vitamins and nutrients. So then they add in synthetic vitamins to milk. It's like, that's like, it literally kills that off. Um, so it's like, that's kind of like the argument with the raw meat too. I don't know enough about it to like actually say like, this is true. This is legit. Yeah, yeah. I know it for a fact, but I just like it. Um, and it's kind of like, I just like to, I like to try these things out of myself. <laughs> I'm like super experimental. Um, yeah. I love it. Well, I really appreciate you taking your time to talk about all of these things with a bunch of random things skincare and raw meat and strength training and all kinds of stuff but um are you do you have anything exciting coming up in the next few weeks are you going to Mexico anytime soon or are you in Canada for the winter um at the end or at the beginning of March just for a couple weeks this time um so yeah you'll get some sun oh I'm jealous I can't oh I will I'll be soaking that up (laughs) there's one thing about sun like there's sun but then there's oh yeah sun and it's the warm sun that I'm craving now. I, I live in upstate New York. And although oh, I'm not yeah. probably as far north as you, it I, I'm getting tired of winter. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the sunshine. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you, Michaela. It was an honor to have you to get a chance to get to know you and talk to you. Um, and I'm going to go on and order that frankincense skincare. And I'll drop the links in the show notes for everyone to take a look at your page and your um your skincare line and all of your stuff because I'm sure that they'll want to check it out after listening today well thank you so much it was so great to talk to you and I look forward to talking to you again soon (laughs) amazing thanks Michaela (laughs) thanks yeah I'll talk to you soon okay sounds good 
So there you have another conversation with a stranger on the podcast. Michaela was super cool to have on and I really enjoyed our conversation. So if you'd like to connect with her, I'll drop her info in the show notes. And as always, if you'd like to learn more about my community and how I support my clients in healing and health, check out the links below and you can find all of the info there. I'll see you on the next podcast episode. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.